is do I see myself as needing something outside of myself? When I answer that question and realize if I'm left to myself, I make a mess. I am not satisfied. Hmm. I, I make terrible judgments. I live uh, selfishly. Hmm. When I realize I desperately need outside authority. Hmm. Um, when, that, when that realization hits you, like overwhelms you becomes something you're totally convinced about to me it created such a seeking and a longing to hear God's word sure and then to follow it all right chip what's going on man living the dream living the dream yeah another year another attempt at uh this we're gonna call this season three we've got uh you know, last year we made a valiant effort. We had four podcasts last year. Changed our name. Changed our name. It. Yep. And then uh, got busy and didn't uh, didn't look back. <laughs> but those are good things. Uh, legitimately, yeah, we yeah, were doing uh, yeah. the season of ministry for us was moving us to different places. Yeah. But we still keep coming back to this because we think it's valuable. Yeah, it is. And yep. so here's here's another run at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of redefine some expectations and, yep. and rhythms and we're back. But uh, a couple major things have happened. You know, we've um, not only for me launched LifeWise, but also for you. I mean, you've got skinny jeans on today. <laughs> so a lot That's has happened That's why we went to audio now only, not video. <laughs> <laughs> Internet's not ready for that. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. It would be too distracting. <laughs> it wouldn't be That's right. It would become less about what we're talking about and how good I look. <laughs> no, something like that. <laughs> but also, the third and maybe best thing yeah. that's happened is with this podcast. And I uh, want to welcome Justin to the podcast. Uh, thank you. Welcome, welcome to yeah, this table. I'm not is. sure why you're wasting your time being at this table, but <laughs> I just like to be the fly on the wall <laughs> observing the conversation behind the scenes, you know. Um, or maybe no. the fly in the ointment. Well, I'm stuck now. Yeah, there's no getting out at this <laughs> point know? in time. Yeah, you're definitely you're kind of tainted yourself now. I mean, you've been around us too long. So <laughs> tainted with sitting beside Chip with skinny jeans. That's that's the key word <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. So maybe introduce Justin. If but yeah, yeah. So so know. Justin came on um, this past year. You may remember his face and the voice from the pandemic days. We were actually kind of reminiscing a little bit mm -hmm. about. Just the the uh, the silver lining in some of the that year of yeah. all the things that we did uh, from a digital standpoint, but uh, you were there on an intern capacity. Oh yeah, and uh, went back to DTS for your final year of schooling and come to us now, uh, full blown ready to go. Full you, blown intern now. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he made sure he says no comment to that. He does not make my coffee anymore. <laughs> He doesn't do. <laughs> He's graduated up. No, such a great heart though. Such yep. a servant around here, yep. and uh, such a blessing to this church, uh, to our to our uh, life groups and and small groups, to our uh, students, and so many things. So it's I good appreciate to, you saying that. Yeah, and you actually mean that. Justin. Oh man! And you can we go back get and this listen. on the podcast from here on out. Man. We don't lie on the podcast. <laughs> Never. Never, but you can go this back. It's going to be coming my ringtone for Ben. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's yeah. recorded, so you can replay this. Um, so you know, in in figuring out, you know, bringing you on and just figuring out the direction of this season, this year, mm -hmm. um, 
really thinking about uh, topics, and one of the ones that kind of came up hmm. um, to the you know to the surface right away for us was uh, the scriptures, right? The yeah. uh, the the way that we view them, the way that we approach scriptures, the the way that we allow it to influence us. Um, how does it influence us? Should it influence us? And what ways does it influence us? Is it is it more of a moral compass and code of ethics, mm. or or is it actually life changing that we feel like, um, you know, in it we we discover who God is and and ultimately uh, a hope for humanity. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I just that's kind of where we're at today, and that's where we're you know going to kind of jump into this this new season. About um, anything you want to say on the onset, Chip? No, I'm just uh, excited to start talking about this. I, I think probably the question that I have been wrestling with, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about this podcast, is um, do all of us see ourselves as needing authority outside of ourselves Hmm. or are we self-autonomous like looking at every person thinking about every person do we all see ourselves as wow i can figure this out myself Mm -hmm. there's something within me that can can make truth or make a way figure out the way to live or do we as humans need an outside voice or outside authority to guide us right isn't that what comes down to and all the philosophies that are floating around in this world i think it does come down to what is the truth i should follow is it within me or is it outside of me Um, and I, i i hope that anybody listening or that everybody we see understands that this is a this is the major crux question of their life. Mm-hmm. Do we figure it out, or do we need help? It, do we need outside authority to show us how to live? And this is this this question obviously is relevant for the for all time. But if we look at even in today's age, to where yeah. at certain points in time there were there was always some outside authority, whether it was whether it was the church with the Christian ethic behind it, or eventually with the age of enlightenment we had science. Science, science was the authority. Mm-hmm. But today, what we see is especially within the millennial time frame time frame and Gen Z postmodern uh, postmodern there is no authority except for me myself, myself. exactly um, because we've seen how. Science has failed to give the answers for culture to rely upon. Um, in many ways, even the Christian ethic on its own, not necessarily the word, but the Christian just principles, Christian rules, the yet do the morality. this, the morality behind mm-hmm. that, that no longer satisfied culture. Or and, even the church as institution. Yeah, you know, e- exactly. Failures. Yes. Um, and so all of a sudden we see in today's world, in the 21st century, 2022, no longer is there this go-ahead uh, primary authority for people to rely upon. Right. I do think if we think of the world view, uh, if we look down at the world, this is at play even beyond our own culture too, mm-hmm. right? Because you have countries who are buying into a government as authority. Everybody should like 
will be taken care of, should mm-hmm. follow, uh, you know, and sure. I don't need to even name countries, mm-hmm. but we understand even communist kind of mm-hmm. thinking. That's an authoritative question, right. is it not? Right. Am I going to f- believe in a, a government to guide me in the way I should live and yes. think and to fulfill my needs, to do all of the things that, yes, you know, what is the authority in our world that we should follow? Yeah. That's what we're yeah. all wrestling with. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, man. It has gotten messy mm-hmm. as we have become more subjective. Absolutely. All of a sudden, we have <laughs> 7 billion sources of authority, authority in the world mm-hmm. and that we're all operating out of our own truths rather than in absolute truth. So that's really what it comes down to. Is there an absolute truth or are we obligated to operate from our own self-truths? Yeah. And so so we turn to scripture and so we say, okay, let's look at this book here. Um, first off, is it true? Why should I mm. believe in this? Because it says I should, because it says it's true. Um, is scripture inerrant or is it moving and based on our own experience and, ter- and interpretation? Mm of it based on my lived experience. Yeah. It's kind of a living document, right, is what you're saying. Yeah. Because like, we talk about even in our particular American culture, the Constitution. Is it a living document or not? Yeah. So I think we kind of understand, Is the are the scriptures right. a living document yeah. that can change as... As culture changes. Yes. as uh, And mm-hmm. I think that is important to me because, unfortunately... I think I see a lot of people who view the Bible as a really good book, Mm. as a great book for moral instruction, right? And there's a lot of good things in there. Um, There's a lot of good things in other books too. Yeah. And it's almost like it seems like, seems like people view, well, if I had this bookshelf and I had the best books. There might be right. 10 of them, and the Bible's one Would of be them. one of them. Yeah. But is that how we're supposed to understand what the Bible me. is? Right, right. Is it just a good input into my life, or is it something more, mm-hmm. I think, is the question, right? And what does yeah. the Bible yeah. say about itself? Well, that's the important thing, right? It's well, what, does, what are the claims the Bible makes, and are those claims credible, and why are they credible is right. what we have to really go to. Right. I see. I think the scriptures, if you really understand the scriptures, base basically in a simple way to explain it, give no room for any other authority in the world except for itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the scriptures say about itself that it is God breathed, it's inspired, mm-hmm. it's a living, it's a living book, um, and so. To understand what the Bible says about itself, it's not saying, hey, put me in the lineup Mm -hmm. of your favorite 10. It's saying this is elevated above every other thing. Mm -hmm. But then, like we were talking about earlier, is that circular reasoning? What 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 if I said that? What if I said, well, shit, me, myself, as Justin, am uh, inspired by God. I am God-breathed. I am... Uh, therefore, I am the absolute authority. How do we reconcile that? Right. So what if it says that? Like we've had a lot of people say that about themselves. Ben tries con- to tell me that every single day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what What makes the scriptures credible? Okay, it says this about itself. I need to see that. Yeah. 
The Bible's not trying to be in a lineup of good books. It's claiming to be the only authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why should I believe that's true? Mm. Right. What, like you're saying, Justin, there's been a lot of, of people and writings and documents that said this is the ultimate truth. Right. What separates the scriptures? That was, that's the real question, isn't it? I yes. mean, when we're trying to, when we're looking at Christianity as compared to any other thing or idea or group of ideas out there, we actually have this claim going back to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And re- really, that's what it comes down to. Because if Jesus isn't alive now, if Jesus did not raise from the dead then the Bible means, not, Paul says that in Scripture even, that if, if, if Jesus is not currently alive on our behalf, then we have no hope, and it me, the Bible means nothing. That's the undeniable peace that fulfills all of Scripture. Christ exactly was right. the fulfillment. And so, you know, you have the life of Christ shared. You have no other person in human history has, has impacted the world mm-hmm. the way Christ has, being mm-hmm. fully human, fully God. And his life, death, and resurrection now on the cross is the fulfillment of Scripture. That's it. And that's what he said about himself. Yes. Like he put it all on the line and said, I am divine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm forgiving sins. I'm doing God things that are supernatural in nature. I am the Messiah. When he gives those I am statements, he's saying, listen, I, I am God. And he puts it all on the line and rests it on one thing. Either I am or I, I'm not based on what's going to happen with me That's after, exactly I'm, right. after I die. Yes. You want to talk about the ultimate gamble. If, if Jesus <laughs> yes. was not yeah. fully human, fully God, if he wasn't the authority— then all of this comes crashing down on the third day after his death because that's that's the only sign we need. Okay, so great. So now we have the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We can agree on that. We can agree on the four Gospels Yes. of, of recounting his life. So why do we need the rest of it? <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> Going just, right into the tip. Go for it. <laughs> so, uh, let, me, let me make sure I'm getting the question right. Um, because there are, I would say, probably movements out there who say all we need is Jesus why then do we need the Old Testament or anything outside of the books telling us about Jesus? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, and it, you know, John 1 talks about in the beginning was the Word. Mm-hmm. The Word was God. The Word was with God. Mm-hmm. Jesus the Word, but also, but then Jesus recognizes Scripture to be the Word of God. And so, you know, let's let's unpack this a little bit. Why, why more than Jesus hmm. then? I mean, so if you do read the Gospels, and you do hear what Jesus is saying. Jesus believed wholeheartedly in the Old Testament scriptures. Mm. He saw himself as fulfilling the Old Testament scriptures. He lives by that. That's even how we understood mm-hmm. sin. His definition of sin, him being sinless, is based off the Old Testament mm. scriptures. And I think that's a that is the biggest distinction: is Christ was the fulfillment. Yes. He wasn't. He didn't come to change it all. He said, "No, not one letter of the law yeah. will be." Yeah. Right. But he he affirmed Jonah. Yeah. He affirmed so many of the Old Testament. Um, Noah, Moses, patriarchs Adam. of of, of yes. scripture. Yes. That if you believe, I mean, why believe in Jesus if and not believe in anything else? He's a right. fool then. Yeah. And he's been duped if if none of the rest of it is true. Yeah. 
then neither is Christ. Then, yeah, because Christ was relying on that and, and during his life, during his ministry. But the, to go back to the original question, why don't we just simply rely on the four Gospels that tell us about Jesus? Because like you mentioned, John 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word, this, this Word that's being used for Word, logos, this reason for existence. The reason for existence existed in the beginning with God. And this reason for existence was God. Through him, all was made. And so all of a sudden then, if we go back to Genesis 1 and say we no longer need Genesis 1 because it's not telling us about Jesus. No, in fact, Jesus was present at the beginning. If we throw away Genesis, we throw away Jesus. It is the entire scripture that defines the existence. In our image. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so if if Jesus was there at the beginning as God, then all of a sudden we realize we need it all. He's been there the whole time. Exactly. All of this. He's the author. He is the author of Scripture. And so, again, if we throw away Scripture, we're throwing away what Jesus has given us, thereby throwing away Jesus. We need it all. We can't just be selective on saying, well, I see Jesus here. I see Jesus here. No, Jesus is permeating Scripture throughout the entire thing. Right. And, and there's no doubt. Like, there's a lot of parts of the Old Testament that in his fulfillment of it, um, there was a specific time and purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that leads to some great questions. Sure. Like, and those are always other, the questions six that other come podcasts. up. In six other podcasts, that's right. right? <laughs> what, why, you know, why do you say this is wrong and then right. there's a scripture over here? Those are all, I think, I don't want to scoff at people's questions. No. But they're very easily answered. Like, they are not contradictory. Mm-hmm. The Bible uh, they, does not con- contradict itself. No, it's very itself. clear if you understand what it's trying to do to lead to Jesus. Yeah. And then we see Jesus as he is living his life, predicting his death and resurrection, predicting what's going to happen beyond his resurrection and ascension. You begin to understand why then the New Testament begins to take shape also Mm. those books after the gospels Mm -hmm. because jesus sets the table for that and tells us it's going to come and and he talks about the church starting Mm -hmm. he predicts it and then apostles who are going to lead and then the formation of the new testament scriptures jesus is telling us hey it's going to happen i'm uh, this is what i'm going to lead you to and um it becomes pretty apparent how what we have in the New Testament is absolutely, completely in sync with who Jesus was and what he's trying to accomplish in in our lives. But again, I think we have to come back, if I can play devil's advocate just for a second, because even even within Scripture or those who read Scripture, there, again, are 50 million different ways in how we interpret what Scripture is saying and thereby saying this is the right authority. So how do we how do we discern through that? I mean, if we are saying, yes, the Bible makes the claim that it is credible, it is inspired, and it is without error, mm-hmm. but still it comes down to us as humans interpreting, interpreting that authority. Mm-hmm. So how, if we are to say that Bible is the sole authority in which we should be relying upon. What's how, the right interpretation? Exactly. How do we walk through those waters? Carefully. <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> no, yeah. I, go ahead. I mean, I, I mean, if, if you're talking about just ways in which we kind of go our own ways as a, mm-hmm. you know, as a world, um, you know, I, I, 
I always come back to things like the Nicene Creed, mm. and things that have stood the test of time. Hmm. Um, overall, you know, theology for me and, and Christian doctrine, statements of faith, uh, I see them as layers of an onion. And hmm. those innermost layers are things that church across town and us and, and any, any church that proclaims Christ as Lord, mm-hmm. the triune nature of God, the authority of Scripture, all of those things— we, we're saying the same things every single okay yeah see I, I think that maybe how we practice our Christian faith looks different methodologies right that's good yeah so so you have different churches because they they choose to worship differently sure. express right then you do have there's no doubt Justin there is different interpretations mm-hmm. of um, certain scriptures. Yeah. Some people believe that there's a biblical language of tongues. Other people believe that's a known language God helps you to understand. We disagree. We interpret those scriptures. I'm just using a tertiary mm-hmm. issue here. Right, right. Um, but what you find is, like, he's referencing the creeds. Mm-hmm. You're going first century, second century, then into the third and fourth century yeah. when it's obvious the things that we center around and the things that are affirmed in Scripture that are so clear, yeah. that are central to having a relationship with Jesus Christ, a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, yeah. which there is no other relationship. But um, um, it becomes apparent, t- time-tested, true, proven, that even today, in a town where there's how many different churches? Mm-hmm. You put us in a room. And yeah, we might interpret tongues different, but we know the central truths, yeah. and we affirm them. Yeah. Trying in nature. In standing the test of time, reason, tradition, all of these things, I yeah. mean. Yeah. Um, so, but how do, we, how do we move then through these waters and say, I want to make this applicable in my life? If, you, if we are saying the scripture is, is our authority— then how do we make it our authority? Like, what, what, what is the practical daily uh, thing I can do to where I make this book that claims to be the Word of God, that claims to be living, that claims to have the answers, if you will? How do I make that my authority then? For me, I think the first thing is back to the first question I ask is do I see myself as needing something outside of myself? When I answer that question and realize if I'm left to myself, I make a mess. I am not satisfied. Hmm. I, I make terrible judgments. I live uh, selfishly. Mm-hmm. When I realize I desperately need outside authority, hmm. um, when, that, when that realization hits you, like, overwhelms you becomes something you're totally convinced about to me it created such a seeking and a longing to hear god's word sure and then to follow it if i really believe that without it i'm lost yeah um and i can sum that up in five words i mean this as soon as you ask the question live like christ is lord i mean if i if i do that then i'm i mean i'm all of those other things in the New Testament, how to live, yeah. how to how to find those answers, right. how to strive, 
it's living out the fruit of the spirit it's it's yeah. it's looking at the reading the sermon on the mount that we're working through right now and working through what it means to be meek and humble mm. and um and and what does it mean to not be anxious yeah and use Jesus's own words treat him that he's lord and not mm-hmm. a reference mm-hmm. yeah that's so good and that's that's the remedy to this life See, I think we, I, I do think that we are in, inundated in a culture with Jesus. Those are great. I'm going to use that at some point, Ben. Jesus Thank is you. a reference, mm. not Lord. Mm. No, Jesus is Lord. And I'm not looking to reference him. Right. I'm looking to put him at the center of my life because yeah. without him at the center, I am lost. Yeah. And I, but see, I know that because I realize inside myself, my authority doesn't work because isn't this acknowledging our own fallibility if we say scriptures are infallible mm-hmm. there's going to come a time when you're reading this and you're saying well i don't agree with that mm-hmm. so you have to figure out are you infallible or are scriptures that's infallible? It. that's that's a great question actually because i mean isn't isn't that what we're always coming back to because even in today though we're still we, so many of us will read scripture and we'll it's like a this buffet of sorts right. i like this works for you that's your truth. But in doing that, aren't we then saying, okay, well, the Bible isn't correct in everything, but the I'm Bible, infallible. yeah, I'm infallible. We, and, and so, in, by saying that, if I'm infallible, therefore I know better than the Bible. But if the Bible says it's infallible, then we're we have two contradicting authorities here. One of us is wrong. That's right. Now, for me, I know <laughs> in my in my very humble state of mind that I am wrong quite often. Right. Whether whether I know that too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, whether I've been told that or not, uh, I I am wrong often. So therefore, we all and we all know that we all know that we have been wrong on occasion. So therefore, we cannot make the claim that we are infallible. Therefore, there has to be a greater truth outside of ourselves that is always true. And it's if never the, wrong. That is never wrong. And the scripture's proven itself to be that. Exactly. And so we go back to Christ's resurrection, and not to make this circular quite yet, but we go back to Christ's resurrection, which is the the ultimate proof. It is the ultimate proof for why, because everything, everything in the scripture points back to Christ. It makes the claim about Christ, and, and everything rides on the pinnacle of, will Christ raise from the dead on that third day? And he did. And there's historical evidence. If we're somebody who's saying, well, show me the ep-, there's historical evidence for this. One, the grave's empty. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's a pretty big claim for me. Yeah. And so all of a sudden then, when in reading scripture, and you say, Jesus, make Jesus my Lord, I don't make Jesus my Lord in order to save me. I make Jesus my Lord because it's only from him that I have salvation. Sure. That I have the the path to walk down. Um, because he he quite literally flips reality on its head when he says, look, this is even through the Beatitudes. You mentioned it this past Sunday. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Well, this is con- countercultural to today's mm-hmm. world. And it's hard for us to say, how can this be the, the correct way? But Jesus is saying, look, to, left to your own devices, yeah. You will live one way, but we've already proven that we are wrong in the way that we live. So there has to be something greater than us. The mess that this world has always been in Mm -hmm. because the prevailing ideology of the world is we know better. Yeah. Now, now I I think it's important to make mention, though, because 
we say we rest on Scripture alone, but we don't only read Scripture. Uh, between the three of us, mm-hmm. we're, we are reading yeah. constantly. We're reading all these different theologians of, of the past, of today. So how do we walk through that then? Uh, when people say, you don't rest on Scripture alone because you're reading X, Y, Z. You're resting on the Nicene Creed. You're resting on um, the, tra- the tradition of history. How do we separate the two? So I am only, only reading or following or getting help from people who believe in the authority of Scripture. Hmm. And they are only helping me do one thing, see more clearly how authoritative hmm. the Scriptures are. Sure. That's it. I'm not following—like, we, yeah. we joke, like, I love Dallas Willard. Mm-hmm. Dallas Willard is not infallible. I mean, the guy's wrong, right? Yeah. Just like all of us. But God gifted him with great intellect. He poured his life into understanding the word. I simply go to him as a resource for one reason, to understand the word, hmm. to give me greater clarity. That's good. And you know what? Like, he's not perfect, but he does understand things that I haven't understood yet. Yeah. And so... Yeah, we're not following personalities or people, yeah. um, even though we use them as a resource. They are simply only for one purpose, to help us understand. To point us back. Right. And those are the people that you should follow who yeah. are thoroughly convinced that the only authority in the word world is, is the word. Is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, no, I think that, I mean, that certainly, I mean, that does it for me, right? Uh, yeah. I, I firmly believe that even in my readings, if someone is contradicting the inerrancy mm. of Scripture and if they're trying to rely on something else, then obviously um, they're bringing in another source of authority. But again, there can only be one absolute source of authority, and it's coming down to what is that? What is that absolute source of authority? Yeah, I mean, in, in short, the, he's just affirming what scripture. you're trying to, you know, wrestle with. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, look over here. Mm-hmm. He's saying, no, keep keep checking this out. Now, did you see this piece of it? And consider this. And and working within the framework of Scripture and its infallibility. Hmm. Yeah. Do the people I read believe that the authority is the Scripture? Yeah. That's, for me, the... Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying right. is we use tradition to help us, and just to repeat what you said, to more clearly see... The truths that, that are in Scripture, I so it's do. not that we're relying on tradition, and or the Nicene Creed or the theologians of the past as equal, because they were simply they were they were simply interpreting Scripture, and which helps us then also interpret Scripture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love and honor in my own heart John Wesley. I knew we can't do a podcast without John <laughs> Wesley with us. There is no yeah. space in my brain mm-hmm. for one second to believe John Wesley is yeah. anywhere close to an infallible. Right, right. So, you know, you mentioned traditions. We mentioned this this idea of is Scripture moving based on our time and our mm. experience? Mm. And to both of those, we say no. Those things only support what scripture has told us yeah we don't um none of them take the place none of them influence scripture Mm -hmm. scripture influence influences 
you know, the things we, we hold as maybe tradition or um, our, our experiences. Again, right, right. the experience piece comes back to, am I infallible or is scripture infallible? Yeah. Um, Cause it can't be both. Right. And so, and then do I take this wholesale or do I start parsing it up and saying, I believe this, I don't believe that. Um, and we say, no, this, this thing is, is yeah. whole, it's complete. It's, it's final. It is the authority. As something that claims to be the sole authority, you can't you can't start parsing out. You can't just start selecting bits and pieces of it because if only part of it is true. But we would never do that. If someone is claiming to make, if someone, well, like you said, Chip earlier, um, probably before the podcast, it, Jesus is what either a liar, a legend, a legend, or he is. Lord, he he can't just be he can't just have certain truths because he claimed to be God, and so therefore anybody who's claiming to be God, yes, you are either a liar or it's or a, a great lunatic, myth. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's the other L that Lewis uses. Yes, and so it's the same thing with the Word, which is which is the outpouring of Jesus. We have to either take it all for what it is or take none of it. Um, because it's claiming to be the sole authority. It ha- so it either has to be one or the other. I think the one thing maybe we need to throw in here, because this is what we're wrestling with in our culture, is it a fixed document? Mm-hmm. Mm. So like, right? Like there, there's this yeah. idea, well, yeah. we're reinterpreting scriptures. Okay, yeah. so 1,900 years, it's been clearly understood to been in this. The last 100 years, now it means something different. Yeah. Uh, we feel comfortable, I know speaking for myself and I know you guys, mm-hmm. that the only logical thing to land with, with understanding authority and absolute truth, is that the Word is a fixed document. Mm-hmm. That what it said was truth then and now, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't it doesn't change. It's not fluctuating just because culture is fluctuating. Right, yeah. Which is a beautiful thing, honestly, because all of a sudden then we have a constant to stand upon in the midst of the ever-changing. So when culture but changes in the, five years... Isn't that the lighthouse analogy? I yeah. Mean, isn't scripture the lighthouse pointing us in the right direction sure. no matter which? Or, you know, you think of instrument, ga- you know, the instrument gauges on a, on a flight. Mm-hmm. You may be sure, you you're know... You're headed down. Yeah, that, that you're headed down and you're going straight up or, um, you know, and what this does is it provides us a compass, a true north mm-hmm. in this life to, um, you know, we don't put lighthouses on a buoy. Right, right. We put them on solid ground. Yeah. And I think more so than ever, and I hate to sound, talk with this hyperbole because it can be easy to do that, but if you think about our world, the last 35, 40 years, we have advanced. Mm-hmm in civilizations more than all of civilization before as far as technology new experiences new ways to communicate this is a fast-paced changing world now we're dealing with uh, ideologies in our culture we 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 talk about like woke culture Mm -hmm. the thing you understand about woke culture is what was woke in 2016 is now not woke in 2021 Mm -hmm. Mm And I think we all understand that by 2023 or whenever, I'm just throwing out our, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. What an exhausting um, 
despairing way to live, trying to just shift always what's true, what I should believe, who I that's exhausting. And yeah. that, that mm-hmm. leads to complete life burnout mm-hmm. and cynicism and just a terrible life. If you have a fixed truth that's constant and true and where you can find grounding and anchoring, boy, I think your quality of life and when, is way different. It, well, and, and to add to that, you, the quality of life, because this isn't – I think we we're, we kind of go to the doom and gloom route, like we need this and we've, we've veered off from this. But the, if we're looking at what the Bible is saying, not only is it claiming soul authority, but it is claiming to give life and life to the fullest. This is, this is a, a joyful process. We don't have to be doom and gloom, but this is we, – we have been invited. I, I, I make the argument with my youth and within Bible studies, the Bible is a book of invitation where God is inviting us to experience the reality of his, of his overwhelming love and his peace and his hope. We just spent four weeks mm-hmm. in Advent of discussing hope, peace, love, and joy. And this is what the Bible is offering. This isn't a Bible which is so often misconstrued as this book of do's and don'ts. Don't, yeah. No, he is the, uh, God is inviting us into a journey of relying on him, of trusting in him so much greater than anything in this world so that even in the midst of our circumstances whether good or bad we have an ever uh lasting anchor an everlasting lighthouse that we can rely upon that gets us through everything and what you're getting at i mean a lot of this a lot of this podcast has been centered around reason but Mm -hmm. the power of the holy spirit Mm. in all of this Mm -hmm. that is within us the um the comforter the get the one who guides us i mean yeah it's ever present in the midst of all mm-hmm. of this, that if you simply just open up the Word of God, allow Him to minister to yeah. you, um, maybe set aside the the apologetic piece and just allow the Word to speak to itself yeah. and, and for itself and to allow God to speak to you through yeah. it. It's life-changing. It is. And it, it brings hope. It it brings light into life. And it's one of those things to where, and I think, you know, we're, us three are pastors and somebody might be saying, be saying, well, it's easy for you guys because you guys have, you're in it all the time. You're studying it all the time. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's not an everyday process to where I'm like, I cannot wait to be in the word today. It's going to be, no, it's not. And uh, that's not how my mornings go. Well, but, and, and surprise, I experienced the power of God in my life before I was a pastor. Sure. That's yeah. why yeah. I'm a pastor. Ex- ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and then the, there's the disciplines and all the things Absolutely. that come with it. And I, I, again, I go back to the, the analogy of it's like climbing a mountain to where climbing a mountain isn't always the most pleasurable experience, but along the way there are vantage points to where God allows you to walk out and see this is where I've brought you. Mm-hmm. And you may not have realized it in the midst of walking mm-hmm. up this mountain this entire time when it was raining and it was loose gravel and whatnot and it was hard and difficult, but this is where I've taken you. And then in those vantage points, you see where God has taken you, but you also see where he is going to take you. And it's in those times where you're like, wow, even though I didn't have this overwhelming desire to read the word this morning at whatever time, we can trust that God is in the midst of transforming us with our steps of obedience and to rely, like you said, Ben, rely on Jesus as Lord. And by that, I live for him constantly and with him through the word. Yeah, and I think back to a little bit of what you're talking about, how we view God and his word. Like, God is not an egomaniac. Mm-hmm. He does not need right. to get off on telling us what to do. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've understood this as a father now. Like, 
the only reason I put caution in my kid's life. Mm -hmm. I don't get off on telling them what to do. There's not even a sense of me like, ooh, look at how great I am or how much in authority. I simply warn them, caution them, teach them so that they might experience the greatest life possible. That's why the don'ts of Scripture, like you said, they're an invitation to a greater life. Yes. It's Very not like so. God getting off on He doesn't do this to controlling our, his children yeah, right. or to control us. Right. He does it because he we're so lost from our sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has to help us realize the life that he actually created for us to live. And, and he lets just, us be in our own mess sometimes. Yes, he, he does. To learn. Just uh, I mean, just this morning, my son is <laughs> it is winter today. It's January thirteenth, my dad's birthday. And uh he just insisted on not wearing a coat. Now, I'm not going to allow him to be harmed. Right. But if it's he, minus 40, you're going to oh, put the coat absolutely, on. Oh, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was chilly. It was above freezing this morning. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling me, Dad, I'm cold this morning. <laughs> so I get the blanket and put it on him. And we're in the car anyway, so we don't yeah. wear coats and in, in, the, in the car, blankets and stuff. But he finally realized it on his own. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I could. I could force him and frustrate him, and this is a good opportunity, though, for him to sure. figure out, hey, maybe Dad's not <laughs> doing it to frustrate. Right, and he now understands. Wait a minute, maybe God, maybe maybe Dad was was right in this, and we then. So, what a beautiful analogy. It's trustworthy. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and, and it's the same way with God. He's not up there with a with lightning bolts ready to smite us whenever we get something wrong. He's More rather, he's the loving father who comes to us and says, as we fall off our bike and scrape our knee, I'm going to be there for you. And yes, you sure. scraped your knee, but guess what? I'm going to still get you back up on that bike, and you're going to yep. keep on riding, and you're going to experience what it is for me to ride with you. Yep. Yeah, I, I desperately, desperately wish people understood this. Mm. He's a trustworthy, gracious father who simply wants us to live into the abundant life yes that he's given us the potential and possibility through his resurrection and through his sending the holy spirit that each one of us can enjoy every day and to me this works and that's the authority that i i'm looking for Mm -hmm. because i i am not an authority ultimate christ lord of your life yep not a reference it works when you give him authority, my life makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are fulfilled. Yes. If there was anything more fulfilling, then I'd go to that. Yeah. But there, there is, is not. nothing more fulfilling there is not. than God himself. That's it. Through well, this, his is, word. this has been good. I'm excited about the next few that we have planned as mm-hmm. well. Looking forward to that. Good to be back. Glad that you chose to stick with us through this whole podcast. And um, yeah, see you next time. Yeah, we'd love for you to, uh, to comment and let us know. And even I'm gonna throw Send us I'm gonna, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm gonna actually <laughs> kinda throw it out there. Ben might glare at me here, but um if you have things that you're wondering, pondering, yeah. would like for us to talk about, mm-hmm. not that we think we're some answer people, right? But at least wrestling together. That, right? that that's it, it's wrestling mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Please shout at us, comment, send yeah. something to us. We would we we want to talk about things that you're wrestling. Mm-hmm. That is the heartbeat of what this podcast. And we'll is. either do a podcast or email you back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the answer. <laughs>